the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad and Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And, oh, baby, we're going to sip on a fine and smooth top shelf Añejo uh, this weekend because it's super wild card weekend in the NFL, which means props, props, some more player props. And uh, the anytime touchdown market, there's some extraordinary values that are out there. So looking ahead to this weekend's action, Lundy, I want to hear – your best anytime TD prop here momentarily, but I'm going to start off this little activity and color in the lines with a two-leg parlay of touchdowns. One, Joe Mixon, splashing six, and the other one, Debo Samuel, splashing six against Dallas. Now, Samuel has found the end zone in seven of his last eight games, and he's been getting it done in myriad ways, whether via the air, he's averaged over 94 receiving yards per game over the last four weeks, or on the ground in which he has surpassed 30 yards per game in that category. Uh, I, again, I think he's going to you know, spike one in as Dallas, who I interviewed Calvin Watkins of Dallas Morning News on the Sirius XM Faith the Noise show uh, this week. And I asked Calvin, is, is Debo going to be the biggest matchup problem for this defense? And he responded with Brad. Anybody running the football is a matchup problem right now for Little D as they have given up 4.34 yards per carry to the running back position. We know that Debo is usually good right now. Anyway, this iteration of him for anywhere between seven to nine rush attempts per game. And as it goes for Mixon, remember the first matchup in which it was a blowout issued by the Cincinnati Bengals inside the Darth Vader Dome. He had 30 carries for 123 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I think he will spike one in the end as 21 TDs. That is what Vegas has given up to running backs, at least what they did in 17 regular season games. And Mixon, number five in total red zone touches among eligible running backs. So those two, again, Debo scores, Mixon scores, plus 200 at DraftKings. You liking that one, my man? I like that one at the plus 200. Maybe I I am a little bit biased because I've had so much fun watching Jamar Chase over the course of this season. But, Brad, Jamar Chase is plus 100 for an Mm. anytime touchdown. Uh, In fact, Joe Mixon, who you just talked about, is the only anytime touchdown scorer in that game uh, outside of Josh Jacobs. Uh, Just the two running backs sit with minus odds, and J.J. is only at a minus 105. Everybody else is plus, including Jamar Chase. And by the way, including one Darren Waller plus oh. two plus two hundred. Wow! Now let's remember when the Raiders and Bengals played earlier this season, uh, it was actually Foster Moreau who picked up yep. a tight end touchdown. Uh, Waller did not splash six, but we know uh, now that Waller is back. Yes, he's back after I needed him in my damn fantasy playoffs. <laughs> yet, sure, uh, but he is back. So uh, those two out of that uh, out of that contest. Uh, and then the other one uh, that that stands out to me is Mike Evans, man. You're a cousin, oh, my cousin. As you like to call him. Yeah, uh, he's only a minus one ten uh, for Tampa taking on the Eagles, uh, and the Eagles have given up north of a dozen touchdowns to the wide receiver position. So there's a couple uh, of them that I like, but you know the Darren Waller at plus two hundred is awfully tempting. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I get seduced by that juice. It, that's crazy. 
uh, to have Waller at that high of odds. And, and and he's got the game under his belt. You know, he missed so many weeks with that IT band issue in his knee. Uh, and you saw there were some concentration issues last week, uh, maybe some conditioning as well in that legendary, memorable game uh, against the Chargers. But, uh, yeah, at 2-1 to one odds, uh, yeah, I, that's irresistible in, in my estimation. With that, let's get to it here on this Hashtag Tequila Thursday. Bartender! Bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. How'd you do yesterday? Let's a recap. We're all about transparency here on the Fade the Noise podcast. And then uh, let's boost the bankroll, my man, with some action on the ice. You were telling me there's a lot of heavy favorites, correct? Yeah, it's crazy. There are 11 games on the schedule for the NHL tonight, and seven of those 11 the money line favored is a minus 200 or higher. Wow. Uh, so that tells you how much it is skewed on this particular schedule. So uh, if you're going to jump on these, my guess is some of these money lines are going to move even worse uh, as we go throughout the day. So you may want to get these early. Last night, good Lord, fade the Arizona Coyotes has been real. It has been real all season <laughs> long. Do you know who screwed me last night? The Arizona the, Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes. Uh <laughs> because uh, Uh, their goaltender absolutely stood on his head last night against Toronto. He had like 40-some-odd saves, right? He made – Vimelka had 45 saves, including a flurry of, I want to say, maybe four in a row over the course of about six seconds uh, where Toronto was just absolutely trying to pepper him with goals, uh, and he did not relent. So Arizona picks up only their – Eighth win of the year, uh, but they did it in uh, in really glorious fashion and completely screwed what should have been a two hundred and something dollar uh, payday for me. Uh, so thanks a lot, Coyotes. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, all right. So as Brad was uh, as Brad just alluded to, uh, the money line favorites are huge tonight, which means really um, you're going to have to go with either bets and regulation. You're going to have to go with some puck lines. I'm going to start off uh, with us here. I'll have a couple more in bonus time, but I'm going to start off here with just a really simple three-leg money line parlay so all these teams need to do is win do it in regulation do it in overtime it does not matter carolina is at home against the blue jackets i'm all about carolina on the money line in this one the canes uh, do tend to play a bit better when they are at home Uh, the islanders are at home they are taking on new jersey who is all the way down to their third string goaltender um, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, the goaltender that they are going to put between the pipes, and I can't even remember who he is, but if I remember correctly, looking up his stats earlier this morning, he's only made like a dozen starts in the NHL in the last five years. So I'm guessing there's probably a reason for that. Mm. So let's take the Islanders at home who are playing their first game in two weeks. And last but not least, we will go back to Music City, Nash Vegas, where the Predators are a minus 300 favorite. Good Lord. Um, against Buffalo. Buffalo sits at sixth in their division, and rightfully so. They are not a very good squad. But if we slap all three of those money lines together, Carolina, the Islanders, and the Preds, uh, that pays us at a plus 176. Oh, I love those plus odds. String it together tonight and back those heavy favorites. Number four. All right, moving on here on this Hashtag Tequila Thursday. And one, that is going to be a well-aged Añejo for sure for me. Let's do a little same-game parlay in the NBA. Had finally, I finally got off the schneid, Lundy, with the same-game parlay action in the NBA last night. 
uh, hit a, a couple of them. Uh, one on Lonzo Ball with assists and rebounds. The other one in that Lakers and Kings game with Halliburton and Fox and Malik Monk, who's just been going off and has owned Sacramento this season from outside. But uh, we're going to stay out west, and we're going to talk about the L.A. Clippers. Uh, they're taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. This game actually being played in the Crescent City. And I got a three-legger on this same gamer at plus 145. Uh, constructed this bad boy at DraftKings Sportsbook. So the first leg, Reggie Jackson going yard, not once, but twice with two made triples, uh, which he has done in 13 of his last 16 games. So he's only shooting 28.9% along the perimeter in the month of January. Though the Pels have the second worst three-point percentage D in the entirety of the NBA. So it's a great matchup for him. All I need is two through the cylinder from outside, and we cash on that first leg. The other two legs are associated with Josh Hart, uh, who has been a stat-stuffing machine. And in prior matchups this season against the Clippers, he's posted some stupid numbers in rebounds and assists. So I need eight or more boards out of Hart and three or more assists out of him as well, which he has achieved both of these accolades in five of his last six games. In total, in two contests against the Clip this season, 22 rebounds and 13 assists as LAC has allowed the six most opponent rebounds per game. So it's a great matchup. So again, Reggie Jackson, two or more made triples. Josh Hart to get eight or more boards. And Josh Hart to get three or more assists. Uno, dos, tres, check, check, check in the box score. It is plus 145 at DraftKings. Lundy Fader, follow. So if I'm going to piss in your cornflakes this morning, I'm mm, going to tell delicious. you that it that it might be uh, Mr. October with this one. And the only reason I'm oh, saying man. that is because the last uh, – I'm trying to remember. I, I, I'm going to rough this off. But I think the of the last, like, four same-game parlays that I have missed, I think three of them have been whatever I did on the three-pointer leg. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that perhaps – you are going to have different luck than I am. I feel pretty good about Josh uh, about Josh Hart's, especially because of what he did in the previous two games against the Clips. But the Reggie Jackson one has me nervous only because of my own current betting trends, which is that as I put together these same game parlays, I keep getting screwed on my three-pointer one. I need to basically just start backing down by one. Uh, I think is what I need to do just to protect myself. But then the odds aren't as good. You know, you don't get to roll around in the cash like Uncle Scrooge. You know, you don't get to oh, have some yeah. fun like Diving that. in off the, uh, off, the, off the board into yeah. the mountain of coins and dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. So I, I like this one because you finally got off the schneid last, uh, last night with your same-game parlay. But I'm telling you, if there's anything I'm nervous about, it's Jackson just because that's what's been happening to me. So I want to make sure that I'm not rubbing the bad mojo off on you. Don't screw me, Reggie Jackson. Number three. All right, let's move on to the world of college basketball and another outstanding deep slate of games. Uh, buffet to choose from, really. And, and let's go to uh, a familiar mid-major here on the podcast that I have backed often. Uh, sometimes it's been profitable. Other times it's been profitless. And hopefully it's going to be the former, not the latter night. Give me South Alabama. The Jaguars taking on Georgia State at home. South Alabama laying un punto, Lundy. One point. That's it. At DraftKings at minus 110. And I am going to back that squad. Why? Well, look, they're 0-2 right now in conference play. But if you uh, look at the old Bart Torvik uh, and you take out the uh, preseason bias, which you can do with the drop-down menu there, 
the disparity between these two teams widens and widens greatly. South Alabama, number 128 according to those rankings overall compared to Georgia State at number 208. It's a team at home. Now, Ken Palm's got it at number 184 for South Alabama on the season, going up against Georgia State at number 161. The key in this one will be Javon Franklin, who is the leading scorer for South Alabama. Uh, He missed the last game. That was uh, about a week ago due to COVID-19. At least that's the speculation. I don't think it was officially released that he had COVID, but he was out. Uh, Expectation is he will be back Tonight, even without him, I think South Alabama can handle business. Why? Georgia State, number 329 in the nation, an effective field goal percentage D. Back against the wall. You may have your leading scorer in uniform. You're at home. The advanced analytics are pointing in one direction, one direction only. Uh, To summarize, I I just love South Alabama at minus one to handle business against Georgia State. Lundy, minus 110 at DraftKings, fade or follow. I like it. All the analytics pointing in that direction, which probably means we're screwed. Yes. Um, yes. <clears throat> excuse Correct. me. But uh, I am going to roll with you with this one. I saw uh, I was looking at Bart Torvik this morning, just like you are. Not only the rankers, but if you look at the projections, uh, he's actually got uh, uh, South Alabama projected to win anywhere between seven and eight points. Right. Um, so uh, minus one. Uh, that's sexy when the computer models are telling us otherwise. So I would jump on this one for sure for tonight. Yeah. Alabama going to slam a home a winning ticket, hopefully, for the two of us. Stay tuned for my top picks in college basketball, plus bonus time across the smorgasbord of sports. Number two. All right, let's get back to it, and let's go out west here in college basketball. A big matchup uh, in the WCC between the Gonzaga Bulldogs at home, uh, they're inside the kennel taking on BYU. Both these teams, obviously Gonzaga, uh, won the elites in advanced analytics, won the elites in terms of the cursory AP ranks. Uh, BYU, a top 25 team right now, uh, number 24, according to Ken Palm, uh, and inside the top 30 as well, according to Bart Torvik. I'm just going to zero in here on BYU, and I'm going to take the over on 68 and a half points scored against the Zags. Now, BYU has been over this total in a game in 10 of 17 matchups this season. They're number 50 in the country in offensive efficiency, uh, and they're a team that likes to play at a faster tempo, and that's what Gonzaga relishes. They're you know, number 11 uh, in terms of adjusted tempo on this season. Now, the Zags are outstanding defensively. That much we do know. Uh, they're giving up just 30% from along the arc this season. Uh, but Barcelo and company, they can really fill it up from outside. It's a team that is uh, largely, you know, they got they got balance, but they can largely lean on the three. Uh, 35% of their shots come from along the arc. But Barcelo netting it at 45.5%, I think, will get them into the 70s in this game. They may get blown out, Lundy. But, you know, late in the game, maybe Mark Fuse emptying the bench, uh, getting some of his younger players some valuable minutes and their growth and whatnot. Uh, then BYU keeps their starters out there, and they creep there into the 70s. So fade or follow, BYU over 68.5 points scored against the Zags, minus 115 at DraftKings. This will be a good game. 
This will be a really good game. Um, yeah, yeah I'll, we'll I'll, I'll go with I'll go with the over. I'll, I'll go with the over on the on the points. I I just feel like it, this is one that it, it it could get ugly uh, down the stretch. I, I get that. I just I like these kind of matchups. I like seeing what goes on within the conference play and BYU being ranked the way that they are. We all know who Gonzaga is. I get it. I just want to see BYU put up a fight. I want to see somebody push Gonzaga before they get to the tournament. That's what I want to see, Brad. I want to see the Zags actually have to work hard. Let's see BYU get to 69. Or better in this one. I'll take the over. All right, back BYU number one. All right, my top playing college basketball tonight. Let's go to the Big Ten. And uh, you know, truth be told, I got this line when it opened, and this is why I got to jump uh, jump in early. We always preach this, whether it's the player props market, sides, totals, whatever. If you think there is a soft line out there, you need to pounce like a panther. Ow! All over it before the line shifts. And here's a prime example. I got Wisconsin yesterday. And typically these lines open, uh, especially at DraftKings, late in the afternoon for the next day's action. So you can start hawking the DK Sportsbook app. And when those things begin to surface and populate, course through them. And if again, if you see a value... Uh, jump all over it before things change. So I got this at minus two and a half, and it's now up to minus three and a half. Uh, I would still play the Badgers at minus three and a half at home against Ohio State tonight, uh, pulling this line from FanDuel at minus 110. But if it gets up to like four, four and a half, oh boy, uh, that has me shivering my sneakers at that prospect. So, you know, maybe it'll dial back to three and ultimately wind up there. But I would play this number up to the three and a half, and I would not go a half a point more as a result. Now, Bucky Badger. Uh, has been getting it done, uh, you know, a team right now that is number uh, eight in terms of overall strength of schedule. Uh, they are four and one against quadrant one opponents. And Johnny Davis has been quite the revelation, uh, one of the breakout sensations in the entirety of college basketball this season. Uh, here's a new stat for you, Lundy. They are top 30 in near proximity percentage, which means a lot of their shots are around the rim, and they convert often on those high percentage looks. We know that uh, great guards clubs always play a slow jam kind of defense. They grind it out in a half court, so they're going to apply the break in this game. Uh, number 285 in an adjusted tempo on the season are the Badgers. Now, Ohio State, number one in effective field goal percentage offense, but their biggest issue is coughing up the rock. They have uh, turned it over on 20.6% of their possessions this season, and I think Wisconsin will take advantage of that, and that will be the difference, along with Davison and Davis hitting some clutch free throws down the stretch to get a four-point victory for Wisconsin. We're going to have to sweat the sucker out, but it'll be hopefully uh, you know, profitable in the end. But give me Wisconsin minus three and a half against the Buckeyes inside the Cole Center minus 110 at FanDuel. Fade or follow. I will fade on this one only because I don't feel like sweating. Uh, I think this, <laughs> this, this three and a half line scares the bejesus out of me, Brad. It really does. I, I, what I about just, a two just, and a half? Did you, you obviously liked it a hell of a lot more there. Would you? Yeah, I, I liked it a hell a of a lot. I would I would do it at two and a half. I just okay. I think I think this is going to be to your point. You said you think it's a four pointer. I'm feeling like it's going to be three, maybe four. I, this this could come down to some kid we've never heard of shooting free throws at the end. I mean, God, who the hell knows? Uh, but this one to me, I think this is too tight. Um, I, I just this one this one scares me a little bit. Um, and because of 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 you know, the, the tendencies of these two teams uh, because of uh, what we see within Big Ten play, all of that. There is part of me that sits back and goes, man, I don't even know if I would alt line this. This might just be one that you kick back and enjoy the game and I'll find something else to bet on. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm already saying, in. I don't, 
I know you are. That you're just like, Wee! you just jump in the pool. You don't even care. You've still got your clothes on. Like yeah. you're just you're already in the deep end of the pool doing backstrokes. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care about that thin layer of ice on the pool. I'm diving in, damn it, on the Wisconsin Badgers. All right, it's bonus time, Lundy, here on this hashtag Tequila Thursday. Fire away, amigo. All right, uh, two more that I'll throw at you for the ice tonight. As I mentioned, lots of heavy favorites, but if you uh, the two that I like the most tonight on the puck line, meaning the minus one and a half, which obviously is going to bring your uh, your juice down off of what we have seen on the money lines, but two of them that I do like uh, if you do want to roll with the uh, puck line this evening, St. Louis will be hosting uh, the Kraken. Um, so I would, uh, and the Kraken are on the second night of a back-to-back, by the way, on this road trip. So I would take Seattle minus one and a half, or excuse me, St. Louis minus one and a half if you want to. Also, Calgary hosting Ottawa. Ottawa stinks. Um, so Calgary should be able to cover that puck line as well. So if you want to jump on either of those two on the puck line, um, you know, again, on a night, as I said, seven of the 11, uh, the money line is at a minus 200 or higher. And, oh, Brad, how about I dip into the Evans pool? Mm. Let me play one of your games oh, for yes. tonight, shall we? Uh-huh. Uh One of these uh, contests is actually uh, at five o'clock Eastern time, and that is Washington State and Stanford. Ah, But let me, Brad, I've got an alt line three team Pac 12 parlay for you. You ready? Sexy. Let's do it. All right, we're going to take Washington State. Uh, I'm sorry. I know Stanford pulled off the big upset. They're not going to do it twice in a row. Uh, So I'm going to take Wazoo, and I'm going to bring them down to minus four. I'm going to take UCLA, who's hosting Oregon, and I'm going to bring them down to a minus six. And then uh, USC, who's ticked off because they lost, is going to take out their aggression on my Oregon State Beavers. Correct. Uh, And we are going to alt-line that one to a minus 10. So USC minus 10, Wazoo minus four, UCLA. UCLA minus six. If I put those three alt lines together, Brad, it's a plus 190. Oh, that is hot. I am very hot and bothered in the best way possible, Lundy. I am shedding clothing right now, and I'm diving into that pool. Again, I don't care how shrivelly I get. I so love the it. only, Like I said, the only note you folks have to make is that that, that Stanford-Wazoo game is early. It's it is. 5 o'clock Eastern time. So if you want to jump on this alt line, make sure that you get it as soon as you get done listening to the pod. Well, you know what? You saw a little bit of my thunder. Uh, I have some overlap here, so I'm with you on Wazoo. So here's what I did uh, in my college basketball bonus time action. I took Washington State on the money line, just straight up to win the game, and I took that with Iowa – on the money line at home against Indiana. That's plus 105. Uh, Washington State has been so damn good defensively in Pac-12 play. So damn good. In fact, they're leading the conference in adjusted offensive efficiency, giving up to 0.872 points per possession. I agree this is going to be a letdown game for Stanford. And Washington State really shackles the perimeter. That's where Stanford piles up the points. Uh, They're shooting 38.9% are the Cardinal from way downtown. Now, Iowa and Indiana, this is going to be a brisk breakneck, uh, you know, tether yourself to an oxygen tank kind of game because that's how Iowa likes to play. Uh, Iowa won the top five teams in the country, and according to uh, KenPom.com, and adjusted offensive efficiency. I know Indiana is number one in adjusted defensive efficiency in Big Ten play, but I think the Hawkeyes win this thing at home. Uh, Keegan Murray and company get the job done. So that two Lakers plus 105. I also have USC on an alt line down to nine and a half for all the reasons you mentioned, taking out their frustrations and aggressions on your beeves. And I have that slapped together with Colorado plus 20, Lundy, at Arizona. 
Uh, the Buffs have been putting ball through the basket at a respectable level in Pac-12 play at 1.08 points per possession, and they're number one in defensive rebounding percentage. So they can neutralize those second-chance opportunities for Coloco and company on the interior. Uh, it's going to be close, but I don't think Arizona beats them by more than 20 points. So, again, USC minus 9.5, Colorado plus 20. That's plus 115 on that two-legger. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on social media on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.